Welcome to The Aggressive Life. Today we've got a special bonus episode for you, and I'm doing this bonus episode for all the dudes who just left man camp, which is a big part of The Aggressive Life. We had 2,000 guys there, the largest largest man camp we've ever had. 40 states, Dirt, how many states were there? For, I think it was more than that. I think it was 45 or something. 45 states? Something I think like we that. even had Alaska and Hawaii this time. That's what I heard. It was crazy. Bonkers. I think I think we only had lo- Who were the loser states that didn't come? Uh, South Dakota was South one. South Dakota? I thought you had Manly Man up in South Dakota. Nevada, I Nevada, think. Nevada, freaking out, out doing gambling. Rhode Island. Like Rhode the Island. smallest state ever. Why uh, can't we get somebody from Rhode Island? A small state, small men, I guess. <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Here we go, here we go, man. I want to uh, just give the guys who are leaving in their car going home a little pep talk. And for those of you who haven't been to man camp in this little episode, uh, I think you're still going to get something here. Just It's just a few-minute locker room talk. Here, here we go. Here we go. Let's get to it. Okay, dudes, first of all, you're leaving. You're going home right now. You probably found this is exhilarating and ex- exhausting. It was probably exhilarating to see guys play like children without their shirts on in a in a pond. You probably thought it was exhilarating to cheer on a an arm wrestling competition and see bruisers win. Exhilarating to see it being in a tent and people are worshiping, like legitimate worshiping, and manly men are raising their hands, and there's just a sense of oneness with guys singing their guts out. It's exhilarating to see. 60 kegs of beer, 80 kegs of beer, whatever you went through, get kicked. And then to see the lines that the beer kegs go down, the lines of the prayer tent go up. It's exhilarating. And whenever there's exhilaration, there is exhaustion. If you come home to your lady, just tell her, hey, honey, I am worn slap out. It's exhilarating and exhausting. When I do things that are exhilarating, it's normally things that I don't do normally. Like every hunting trip I go away on, I think I'm in good shape. It doesn't matter. At the end, I am exhausted. Bike trips, you know, I know what I'm doing on a bike, but at the end, I am exhausted. It's just because it's something that we don't do all the time, and it just causes us to be worn out. So give yourself a break when you get home. Take a nap. Take a nap. And if tomorrow you find that you don't want to go to work, if you've got the job where you can call off, great, call off. Uh, if you go to work and you just got to kind of phone it in that day because you're worn out, hear me. You're not a weenie boy because you're worn out tomorrow. You've just pushed yourself as a man. And there's very few guys who are pushing themselves. You did it. You did it. You endured and you spiritually grown. And so give yourself a break and allow yourself to be tired and bask in the accomplishment of doing something a lot of dudes don't do. Second thing I would say this, remember, what happens at man camp stays at man camp. Talking about all the things that took place, I just talked about more things about man camp that I probably should have because we want to give people an element of surprise when they come. So don't broadcast everything you had at man camp, and especially the thing you cannot say, do not say at all. You had dudes around the campfire who probably said things in that safe environment that they've never said to anyone before. The largest epidemic in American history is male loneliness. Things are not well for us. We have 4X the 
suicide that women do, 3x the mental illness that women do, 2x the amount of alcohol abuse-related incidents than women. And I think the best theory for this is that we are lonelier than women. We haven't figured out how to connect with one another. And so when we come around a campfire, there's something about the mesmerizing effect of those flames that gets us to say things that we might not have said before, that gives us the space to think when we're always numbed out with our phone. And we might have said things that we can't believe we said, you're safe, you're safe, brother, because your brothers are not going to talk about that, not going to broadcast it, and you need to give them the same courtesy of not talking about what they talked about. It's between them and your wolf pack and them and God. It's good stuff. So what happens at man camp stays at man camp. Now, there's one thing that doesn't stay at man camp. It's what you're going to take away. What is it you've left behind and what are you going to take away? Those things, I would say, tell people about that because that happened between you and God and you and other guys and it's yours to share. What is that thing you are going to do differently? For some of you, you've been dating the same woman for three years and what you're going to do, you've got to do, is you got to ask her to marry you or you've got to cut her loose. Stop this weenie boy stuff of just meandering around and not make a commitment. A man makes a commitment. That could be your one thing. For some of us, our one thing is you're going to go home and tell your wife that you love her and you're going to find a way to serve her. You're going to lay down your life for her. Some of us, our one thing might be that there's perhaps a job change you've got to make because now you're getting a vision. Men get a vision in their life. Maybe your one thing is you're going to have a child. Maybe your one thing is you're going to reconcile with somebody of your past. Maybe your one, I, I'll tell you one, this is a story we, we had a, about a, two years ago. A guy came up to me and said, man, I love, I love that talk. I wish I would have heard that talk three years ago. And I wouldn't have been divorced. And I said to him, and I even forgot that I had this conversation. A good buddy of mine, Steve Smith, reminded me of this. I, I said to him, uh, oh, man, sorry to hear that. Is, is, uh, have you gotten remarried? He said, no. I said, is, is your wife, previous wife, gotten remarried? He said, no. And I said, well, if you regret it, go fight for her. Woo her. Chase her down. And he looked at me like, with a, like a deer staring at the headlights, like he had never thought of this before. And he said, okay, within a year, that guy was married to his wife. <laughs> that was his one thing. What's your one thing? Like you notice that you look forward too much to the brown sauce at the campfire and you're recognizing recovery is definitely in your future. Get going, guys. One thing might be one of the five marks of a man that we talked about. Five marks. Let's remind it. Yeah. A man has a vision instead of living every day. A man works. He lives to work instead of living to play. A man is a team player instead of wanting to be the solo MVP. A man is a protector instead of a predator. And a man takes up a minority position where boys, they always need to be in the majority. Maybe it's one of those five things. Guys, pick something and do something that's the aggressive life. And for some of you, you're maybe listening the first time right now. You haven't, you haven't been to man camp and you're going, Oh man, I wish I could get fired up in the locker room. Well, you can, you can come back here every week. We have some stuff. We fire each other up on. This isn't a man podcast, but we have a lot, a lot of men who listen to it and you can, because you can sign up for man camp next year. Go to mancamp.us. We would love to have you. What is your one thing? All right, here's the deal. 
no matter where you are, what your one thing was, what happened at man camp, what you experienced at man camp, how tired you are, you got to recognize this. You're in the upper 1% of men in this country. The Bible says that God seeks, in the book of uh, Chronicles, First Chronicles says, the eyes of the Lord seek to and fro to see whose heart is fully committed to him, and that is who God strengthens. I believe of all the places, all the people on all the earth, all the events, I think that when God saw 2,000 men coming together, open to spiritual formation, open towards running after his heart, God and the angels said, that's a place where we're going to be active. That's a place where we're going to be present. And I think he noticed who came, who left the problems at home, who wasn't concerned about what the weather would be, who who just said, I'm going to come. And you showed up and you're in the top 1%. There's a lot of people who want to go to man camp. There's a lot of people who like following on social media, but there's relatively few people that actually freaking do it. You freaking did. You made the aggressive move and you came. If nothing else, you should feel affirmed by your heavenly father because he's thankful for you and you've made him happy. Let's keep going. Live the aggressive life. We'll see you next time on The Aggressive Life. Hey, thanks for listening. For all things aggressive living, why don't you head over to bryantome.com. Find my new book, Move, a guide to get up and go forward, as well as articles and much, much more. And no matter where you listen to podcasts, why don't you take a second and leave us a rating. Leave us a review. It really, really helps us drive new listeners to the show. We want to help as many people as possible, just like we may have helped you. We want to help others. So why don't you help us out? And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram, at Brian Tome. The Aggressive Life with Brian Tome is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.